Farmers Insurance knows that there's a not-so-subtle difference between the sound of a car hitting your rear bumper and the sound of a clown car hitting your rear bumper. Whoa, 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 whoa! Sorry about that. Here's a balloon animal. Add my information. We call that a three-ring fender bender, and we covered it. At Farmers... They know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. <laughs> Click for more. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck, Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Rob McCarron. He is sounding off, drunk, in the middle of the road, in a snowstorm, wherever he is. Jeff Hawkins. They give them a big middle finger! <laughs> You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. I honestly would have rather gotten a DUI tonight. Wow. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Shake Them Ropes. It is episode number 111. Today, we are sponsored by nobody. Rob McCarron, Jeff Hawkins here. Jeff, how are you? We, we've been sponsored before? No, I just decided to start ah. letting people know. I gotta go try and find a sponsor for this show, and I ask, hey, DraftKings, would you like to sponsor our show? And they're like, who the hell are you? Ah, well, that, that's an appropriate response. Is it? Oh. Let's let's pour one out for Devin Taylor. No longer with NXT. Poor Devin. <laughs> we'll never see the payoff. Damn it. Poor little poor little Devin Taylor. Yeah, we're never gonna see the payoff. I think we got the payoff every time the pat on the head happened. Like the, the evil stare was basically all we were going to get. And it's sad. It's a little sad. Let me let me ask you something. Just speculate for me here. Ask me. Well, around the same time she got cut last week was when we heard Eva Marie would no longer be, or at least the plan was not to push her as an in-ring performer. Right. Announcer? Yeah, I, I mean, probably. I mean, if you're going she's, to... She's, uh, done, she's done the red carpet thing before. Right. So. She's done that. She can just stand there and, you know, say the, the lines that every announcer is supposed to say in WWE. You know, joining me at this time, so-and-so. Um, she could do that. And why not? You know, if they're going to find non-wrestling roles for Eva Marie, there's a non-wrestling role and they don't need, you know, many of them. So Devin Taylor, if you're not going to pick up as a wrestler, you're going to be gone. Yeah. That was a shame because she was doing some in-ring stuff and then they put her back. She was doing some in-ring and and she was working on the house shows, uh, NXT Florida house shows. She just apparently wasn't picking it up. Wasn't mm. picking it up so well. So uh, she she gone. Apologies for the tangent. Let's get going. Shake Them Ropes. You can find us at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash STR at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. If you want to help support the show, you can go to Amazon.com slash Voices of Wrestling. Christmas season is coming up. If you're doing shopping on Amazon, there's no extra cost. But we get a little kickback and it's nice and helpful. So we can pay for our little Libsyn fees and whatnot so that we can put the podcast up. It's very nice. Um, Jeff, we have a lot to get to today. We are going to talk Raw and the highlights. We're going <laughs> to look a little bit about this Hell in a Cell card that's coming up in less than two weeks um, and talk about, you know, who's on the show and who isn't at this point. 
Uh, later on in the show, I'm going to be joined by both Jeff Jarrett and Gabe Sapolsky. Gabe Sapolsky will be on to talk about Sami Zayn showing up for Evolve this weekend. And Jeff Jarrett will be answering some questions about GFW and promoting Wrestle Kingdom in January if he's going to do that and some other things. But Jeff, the first thing I have to tell you is where is John Cena on this Hell in a Cell show? Have you seen this Hell in a Cell card? I haven't exactly actively looked for it. Well, if I told you Hell in a Cell is less than two weeks away and I asked you, what is John Cena doing? What would your answer be at this moment? U.S. title open challenge. So you think he's going to have an open challenge on the actual pay-per-view? Yes. No promoted match. That would be my guess, yes. And you know what? That isn't all that bad of a uh, of a prognostication, if you will, because if this is right, and we're going to talk about this whole John Cena going away for a little bit. If this is accurate, if he's going, and I have no reason to doubt that he is, that makes sense. Do an open challenge, do a little surprise person who's going to come in and beat John Cena on the pay-per-view. But if you do that, if you promote an open challenge on the pay-per-view, all the hype for these raw open challenges is always like, who's going to come back? Is it going to be Daniel Bryan? Is it going to be some huge name? It ends up being, you know, the regulars, the Dolph Ziggler's, the Neville's of the world. On the pay-per-view, you're going to get that times 10. Like, it's going to be Daniel Bryan or bust. It's going to be Goldberg or bust. Like, people aren't going to appreciate if, say, Kevin Owens, maybe Kevin Owens might be the exception. If Kevin Owens were to come out and win the U.S. title and merge it with the Intercontinental Championship, hey, that's probably something people can get behind. But your expectations are going to be sky high for that opponent, no? Most people's are. I'm not. I'm expecting either Dolph or Rusev. Dolph or Rusev (laughs) again. After both of those... Uh, men's appearances on Raw, you're still expecting Rusev? No, I'm not expecting Rusev. Maybe Dolph. (laughs) Dolph might be a uh, maybe, maybe a a possibility, but Rusev? No. Not quite a possibility. (laughs) But before we get into Rusev here, John Cena, um, over the week, uh, there has been speculation. um, I I love this, too, that it's, it's rumors. You know, people posting, this should be considered a rumor until confirmed, and they're the ones posting it. Like, this is the rumor I'm starting, but it's still a rumor. I'm I'm making this up, basically, is what people are saying. Uh, that John Cena possibly could be filming a a television show, a Fox reality show about health and fitness, and that he could be one of the lead, uh, you know, whatever. if it's a reality show, I guess he's just going to be one of the people on it. I don't know. But that's one of the rumors, is that it films you know, from Hell in a Cell pay-per-view all the way to December, and that's why he's leaving. If that was the case, it seems a little odd that WWE would promote this as personal reasons or personal time. Wouldn't they be promoting the fact that John Cena is going to be on a Fox network television show? Not necessarily. They, this this is kind of standard operating procedure when one of their talents goes to do something else. They don't really push it all that hard. I don't know. I don't know if that's true because with John Cena, when he promote when he goes to host the Today Show. Now, granted, these shows don't take him away from WWE responsibilities. Yes, and but that's in service of WWE. This John Cena show may not be in service of WWE. WWE may not benefit financially from it, so right. they kind. Of, I mean, when Stacey Keebler did Dancing with the Stars. Wasn't exactly a big push, but it was also on Monday night. Chris Jericho hosting the game show. Not a huge push. We didn't get a huge push for Dave Batista in Guardians of the Galaxy, really. 
It's just interesting. Now, you mentioned Chris Jericho and he had he, had he did the, those ABC shows and whatever. Um, he wasn't a contracted wrestler at the time with WWE as far as a regular goes, but John Cena obviously is. And he'd be doing this for Fox instead of Universal. You know, uh, that seems a little odd to me that he would be going on a competing network's television program. Well, don't read too much into that because it's television networks don't produce the shows. Production companies produce the shows and then networks buy them. It's not necessarily a Fox-funded program. Right. Another production company decided to make this program, and Fox was right. the one who bought it. It's not he's, – he's not actively going out to say, I'm going to go out and go with a competing product against NBC Universal. This is all to say if this is actual, which, you know, probably is. But I, I love this. Like, I've been annoyed about a lot of things this week. This week's been very weird for me. I liked the hair plugs rumor myself. I thought that was a good one. Well, John, oh, John Cena hair plugs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah, just come out with the wackiest rumor. Hashtag Cena rumors. Just go out there and go crazy with all your possible rumors there. Um, but, I mean, this week, yeah, I don't know about this John Cena thing, but this rumor thing. You know, people promote these like this rumor, I believe, started from I don't even know Keith Harris somewhere, cage side seats, maybe something like that. Uh, and they post my friend in the entertainment business says John Cena is doing a fitness show. This should be considered a rumor until confirmed. And like, if it's a rumor and not confirmed, why are you posting it? Like, you just want to be out there in case it's right. Yes. Yeah. I and mean, then, that, that that's what the news cycle is these days. It's get the story out, and then the facts will follow. Well, what I love is, at least in mainstream media, you have the semblance of people are fact-checking things, at least. You, know. <laughs> no, you, you have the, you, have the uh, you know, they're trying, whether they're trying or not, you have, they're not outwardly saying, you know, when something happens, this is a rumor until someone else confirms that they're not doing that. But I love these people who are like, you know, whether it was cage side seats or whoever this was, the original source, the original source is doing the right thing because they're saying it's a rumor and they're not, you know, saying it's a confirmed fact. I'm like the oh. right, the right thing is not saying anything at all until it's confirmed. I agree. But look, you, with a 24 hour news cycle, such as it is, you want to get the credit and you get the page clicks and you get the eyeballs. ESPN does this all the time with, with Schefter and, and Mort on their phones and rumors inside have told me that blah, 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 blah. You know, they're not, they're, you know, this is what fuels the beast. My car so battery, my car battery died this week. Really? My uncle died this week. What? I top you. <laughs> this wasn't, this wasn't a competition. <laughs> sorry. I'm still, eh, this wasn't, mind. this wasn't a competition. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry for your loss, uh, but. Oh, no. It's it's fine. I just want to, <laughs> have you, want to trump you there a little. <laughs> have you ever ordered food from a restaurant, most likely pizza, like anything like this, where... Oh, we're going into this? Okay. Well, I'm just curious because... Okay, so my car battery died yesterday. <laughs> and I I wasn't in a position to where I could get a jump or anything, you know, that day. So I'm like stuck in my house. I can't go anywhere. My car battery is like completely dead. How is that possible? Do you live on an island? Is no, there like, not? Like, I could have. I, I guess I could have gone to like a neighbor and said, "Hey, can you help me?" But I felt weird about going to my neighbors. Can you not take a bus to an auto parts store and get a charger of some kind? No. Okay. There ain't no bus around here. Uber it. I could have Ubered it. 
Okay. But I didn't really, I didn't necessarily need to go anywhere yesterday, so I wasn't going to pay extra money to, All right. you know, go somewhere. I could have probably bugged a neighbor and asked for a favor and gotten the car jump-started, but eventually got it started today. But, I mean, here I am thinking, like, short-term. My car battery is dead. I need food. I don't have food in this house. <laughs> so I, I order a pizza. And I ordered breadsticks and a medium pizza, right, for delivery. The delivery person gets here, and what they give to me is a box of three breadsticks, and that's it. They didn't have my pizza. The pizza's on the receipt. They didn't give it to me. If you are working at a pizza place, Jeff, in what what mindset do you think someone is ordering just breadsticks for delivery? And... Isn't this a reason why pizza places have like a minimum delivery charge so that that doesn't happen? I was I was hungry last night. I was stuck in my house and this pizza person comes up with only breadsticks missing the important part of the order. And yes, it's not my uncle dying, Mr. <laughs> One-Upper. But Look, mix that with the car battery and I'm like I just I, I'm just I, not I winning it. today. I get it, but you know the driver just grabs the order after he's done delivering. It's not the driver's one, fault, but I, if you're the driver, like this is weird. I'm delivering just three breadsticks. Maybe we should probably call this person to see if this was the correct order. I don't think he's checking the order. I think he just has it in the case and he's taking it. And then he pulls the bag out of the heating case there, gives it to you. It might feel light at the time. You rejected topics I wanted to talk about for this. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, I wanted to get it off. Because, let's see, Vince McMahon is a fella that's not delivering people's orders. Look at that segue. That's a nice segue. I, I, I appreciate that. Oh, my as, God, Vince McMahon. As a, as a so, man who's full of crap, I right. appreciate that segue. <laughs> so what we have here in segment one is Jeff gets to talk about Raw because I feel like <laughs> later on in the show when you get Gabe Sapolsky and Jeff Jarrett. It's going to be a lot of me talking. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd like to talk about the Evolve deal, too, if you'd like. I mean, I got nothing to say all that much about Raw. <laughs> I was still processing the goodwill from TakeOver, and this stomped on we just, it. Jeff wanted to talk a whole bunch about TakeOver. I'm like, <laughs> we're, we're a week away from the show. There's nothing. I know you want to talk about the reaction of people to TakeOver. And I'm yeah. like, I don't give a shit. Okay. I don't okay. give a shit about others. I don't give a shit if there's some dork in Forbes writing about how there should be no crying amongst the women. I don't care. Well, I wanted to. Okay. No, Never mind. I, who cares? All right. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> who cares what some Forbes contributor? I don't, I don't, that was just a suggestion. I was going to talk about the importance what, of what's the Bailey big story. What? No, what? No, I don't want to. No, no. We'll go to Raw. We will. The go importance to... of Sasha. Everyone knows the importance of Sasha and Bailey, <laughs> and you know okay. Sasha's gone now and whatever. But I mean, this. Cry, I see. Pe- I see. Let's few... talk about Raw then. Oh God, I'm just it's like nothing. Show. They literally phoned it in from the first minute. They literally did. <laughs> it was literally phoned in. <laughs> it was literally phoned in. It was almost like, see this metaphor? We're well, illustrating it. Who who was the star of this episode of Raw? It was the telephonic device <laughs> placed on the table facing I, the camera. I was rooting for TSA to take out Steph. <laughs> now why would they why would they do that? Well, because if you have an unruly passenger, the plane will usually divert. <laughs> Hey. land somewhere and get rid of the unruly you gotta dust. think though that it was you know their private plane right and all they have is a phone no internet 
Well, maybe they were making the call via the internet. Maybe oh. it was a Wi-Fi call. <laughs> oh, man, so many steps backwards on this show for me. I, I, I... We're not going to talk about ratings, but like they're dangerously close to an hour of under 3 million viewers now. The ratings came out today, and hour 10 had just above 3 million. Like They haven't might, been in that number for a while. That might be somewhat of a positive. If USA decides to cancel that third hour and put on like an NCIS rerun. <laughs> but, you know, I, mm, the Rusev thing bugged me. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to, I mean, we talk about canceling an hour and I don't know what goes into all the, all the contracts with this, but they still have to produce a third hour for other people. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, but, I mean, a third hour is going to be there unless they make like a studio show. Say, say USA ever wanted to go back to two hours and they decide, you know what? We're just going to put an hour of La Femme Nikita back on. Yeah, we're going to bring it back. Why not? Pacific Blue. Silk stockings. Silk stock. whatever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, from the get-go, that that first promo with 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 Dean and Randy, and we're doing another can can we trust Randy Orton storyline? Yeah. yeah, the Randy Orton thing, and this is what you know they were building off of when Chris Jericho turned on the team. Is Dean Ambrose didn't want to trust anyone else; he wanted to trust yeah. Roman, and that's it. Now Roman goes on his own thing; he's got his own Hell in a Cell match with Bray Wyatt. So Dean Ambrose is basically forced now to partner with Randy Orton. It's not like he chose Randy Orton. You know, they yeah. chose Chris Jericho. He didn't choose Randy Orton here. He's stuck with Randy Orton. And we're doing an uneasy tag partners on the on the on the on the free show. I, uneasy, Randy, Randy uneasy Orton. tag partners who are going up against a team that hasn't been completely solidified yet. Like Braun Strowman is still new. And you don't have the full Braun Strowman up against Dean Ambrose story out yet before you're already transitioning into what Randy Orton is going to do. Right. <laughs> shouldn't shouldn't this period of time where it's a little bit slower until Royal Rumble be the part where you maybe you, you slow cook something? Well, they usually put a rocket on someone to try something during this time of year. And I don't see that happening. Well, at I mean, all. you could argue that it's Bray Wyatt. I mean, he's in one of the main events on this pay-per-view against, you know, their boy, Roman Reigns. He's been oh, yeah. main eventing Raw segments. You can argue that Bray Wyatt is getting the rocket push right now. I, uh, mm. It's just you, we, you, sometimes you're blind you to could, it because he's already had this. That. You could argue that. I yeah, wouldn't argue that. Well, you I could. mean, you'd be, you'd be wrong if you didn't. Let's see, Roman didn't do any... Oh, before we move on, Randy Orton on the pre-show. Wow. Right? He's on the kickoff. Yeah, let's run through this card really quick. Okay. The Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar in a Hell in a Cell match. Neither one of these two have appeared on Raw since this match was made. Yeah, they'll do a pull apart next week and we'll all be marveling at how wonderful that was. Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt in a Hell in a Cell match. Mm -hmm. Charlotte versus Nikki Bella for the <laughs> Divas Championship. Charlotte goes in as the champion in case you've forgotten. Seth Rollins is that, versus... Is that, a, is that a 30 man Iron Man? No. Okay. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> nor should it be, honestly. Uh, we have Seth Rollins versus the Demon Kane for mm. the world title. If Kane loses, he uh, his alter ego, Corporate Kane, loses the directorship. So I don't know if they're going to do some type of screwy finish or in fact they're going to fire Kane. Because I, I mean, I don't see this program ending yet. No. Nope. So I don't know if Corporate Kane's going to be mad that he got fired. So he wrestles Seth Rollins at one point and then he loses and the Demon Kane comes back. And we're like, ah, 
I don't know. Uh, the New Day is going to defend the tag team titles again against the Dudley Boys. You know, the same match at Madison Square Garden. I don't know what's supposed to be different about this one. Like, the New Day is all scared that they got put in the Dudley Boys match again. Well, how about you just have Xavier Woods cost him the match again? Rob? It's worked two times in a row so far. Rob? Yes? This time, it's personal. This time, it's personal. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that when we get to match number 60 here. I mean, later on in the show, we're going to talk about this Taz Bam Bam Bigelow match. I mean, skip ahead to the very end. The final minute is the only thing worth watching on that. Wow. Hot take. Kevin like Owens and Ryback. For the Intercontinental Championship, Owens and Ryback. A match I am looking forward to. Owens goes as, as the uh, champion, so I'm looking forward to that one. There are six matches so far in the pay-per-view. You would think there's one spot more. You have John Cena, who still doesn't have anything yet. You have Dolph Ziggler, who doesn't have anything yet. You have Rusev, who doesn't have anything yet. You so have Naomi, who doesn't have anything you, yet. You so. have Naomi, you have Sasha yeah. Banks, who aren't uh-huh. going to get anything, by the way. <laughs> and then this kickoff match, Braun Strowman and Luke Harper, who are probably used to being either not on the pay-per-views or in these kickoff matches, against two people who are not used to being on the kickoff matches. Dean Ambrose and Randy Orton, of all people. Randy Orton on the kickoff show match is just so wacky. Are those your number two and three faces in the company right now? Well, let's see. You got John Cena. I, w- I would think they have Roman Reigns at number two. They do, but in terms of you, the viewer, the viewer, maybe. In terms of me, the viewer, um, yeah, I mean, ah. probably. Wow. I mean, Ryback this... probably should be up there, but I don't think if you were, you know, doing the totem pole, R- Ryback's probably under Randy Orton. I don't know if he's under Dean Ambrose right now. I mean, this is the spot reserved for the Euros, the Nevilles of the world. Yeah, yeah. This is this is pretty big, I think. But this has just been a, a few couple, uh, you know, a couple of weeks here on WWE TV that have just been wacky. I mean, the main event of your pay per view hasn't been anywhere. Right. They'll show up on Monday. You know, Brock Lesnar's going to do the podcast deal. He'll be on Raw. Undertaker will likely be there. You're going to have, I mean, this is coinciding with tickets going on sale for WrestleMania. They're in Dallas, so you have Shawn Michaels there, and you have, you know, this Legends representation here, because they're probably going to be doing something around WrestleMania with all these guys, um, you know, in promotion of WrestleMania here next week. So you have a star-studded show coming. At least you should. So I don't know what they're going to do with it. I don't know what you could do with John Cena. You know, I like your idea of doing a U.S. Open Challenge match as long as they have someone unique to fit that role. You can't just have King Barrett come in and and take the title shot. And if John Cena is leaving, whoever takes this title shot should probably win it. Yeah. I just don't know who you're going to have unless it's Daniel Bryan. And there's nobody set up to win, and there's nobody you can surprise him with that would be in their eyes, big enough to carry that belt on a... I think Daniel Daniel Bryan's probably the only one, right? Yes. I mean, of someone yes. who's if realistic, if, somewhat if realistic. They, yeah. If they cleared him, yes, he's the only one. Yeah, he's he's pretty much your shot. I mean, Xavier Woods, no buys. No. It's got to be someone like that. I, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see, but that's your card currently. Yeah, you're right. Raw was pretty... It was pretty much a nothing show. I mean, I, they, didn't, I didn't watch it live. You know, I was watching some yeah. of the sports that was going on, but I watched it overnight, and it... You know, I, I went through pretty pretty quickly on it. There's just not a lot happening. Not just not a lot happening forward, but but regressing. Uh, they possibly set up Kane in the big show again. Um, 
Roman yeah, Reigns right. Roman yeah. Reigns did himself no favors in that promo that he did. The the promo in front of the crowd did not go oh. off swimmingly. No. And and it's like they don't get him. It's not just he's not over or he's being shoved down our throats. It's they don't know how to how to deal with him. Um the the whole Bella's situation with the Divas division down there was just a cluster in a way. I mean, what are they doing with Becky Lynch? Anything? No. no. She's just one of the one of the people in the crowd. She's one and, of the faces. And they're keeping they 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 pin Charlotte clean, sort of, and the Bellas are strong. Brie Bella is a number one contender if she wants to be. If they wanted to do that logically, right? I but, don't know. But here is my observation: Rusev. Nah, well, Rusev was. I mean, that was. I, a- I know there are people out there that hate the term burial. Like, no, these are you know people who just lose a match. You know, it progresses the story. These aren't burials. That oh, was we're not a burial. Talk- that's a burial. That, that was is, a burial. That, that was petty. That was Vince being angry. This was this was like we're telling this story on television and your personal life is getting in the way. And someone brought up a great point. Like, you know, Stephanie McMahon on her Twitter account on her bio has I play a bad person on television. And they questioned why can't Rusev just be someone who's playing uh, a character in a relationship with Summer Rae on television? Like, this real person has their social media feed, and he's on TV as a character. You know, I TMZ... WWE uses TMZ a lot to get press out. They use TMZ to get stuff that they want people to know about, whether it's good, whether it's maybe uh, not necessarily great, but they want to control the story. They use yeah. TMZ. And they they probably had a heads up that this was going to come out. I mean, obviously they knew. I mean, they knew Rusev was engaged to this woman. It was going to be public. They weren't just going to be secretly. Now, Vince could have hoped that they would have broken up at some point, but it didn't happen. You know what's going on in real life. Let Quit letting these people's real lives get in the way of your story. If you want to tell the story, tell the story. Does one of them get let go, you think? No. Okay. No, it's you not know that what? bad. It's, a, it's solution- bad enough to punish, but... Your solution that you stated about Stephanie and Rusev would also solve the Roman Reigns problem. When, when, when everybody just wants him to be a silent guy who goes in there, grunts a few times, and kicks ass, when you want him to do the cancer plugs or hug puppies and pat children on the head, he's his real guy who plays Roman Reigns on WWE. And that solves the disconnect right there. But making him go out there and be suave ladies man or song and dance shill man right now doesn't work. Right. And people don't want to see that. I know I don't. He, he was just dying telling a story. I kind of felt bad. Oh, you know, John, John Cena. Crap yeah, Cena did. can at least tell a story and, you know, people might be a little bored out of it, but they're listening to what John Cena says. No one was listening to what Roman Reigns said, and no one cared. I mean, we, we've we seen you wrestle the Bray Wyatt family for two years now. You know, Nothing you tell us is anything new. We've seen it. I don't need the rundown of your history. But uh, he gave us the rundown of the history, and Chicago did not care. We'll be right back with Jeff Jarrett. All right, everybody, we are back on Shake Them Ropes, and we are joined by the founder promoter of Global Force Wrestling, former WWE, WCW, USWA star, been around the world all the time, uh, and former guest of this very show, 
Uh, Jeff Jarrett is with us. Jeff, how are you today? Good. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing uh, quite well. And uh, the, we, we've talked before. The last time we spoke, uh, you were in the ramp up to promoting the Wrestle Kingdom show uh, here yep. in the United States. You hadn't run any of the GFW events that you ran this summer yet. But now that the summer is over, how has the Global Force uh, Tour, especially the ballpark shows, the Grand Slam Tour, how have they gone? Well, ironically enough that you would ask that because I literally just had a call with one of the teams. Uh, we were talking about dates for next year. I had it early this morning. He, that guy gets up way too early for me. But anyway, <laughs> no, he, he, he calls me on, on the way in. But anyhow, uh, it went great. It was a great brand awareness. Uh, we went into it knowing that we are a brand new company. A, 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 you can call it a startup company. And we had 15, 16, 18 shows uh, from from Reno, as far west as Reno, Nevada, to uh, uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, all through Tennessee, up in Wisconsin. So we really spread the word and, and working with each of those teams, uh, you know, marketing department, uh, social media department, digital, their their fan base, their infrastructure. It was really a great experience. I can say without question, every ballpark we went to uh, has, has said, when can we get you back next year? We know that things are growing, and it's a step-by-step. And these ballparks, they really like having, they call them non-baseball events. Uh, but, you know, it was a real cool environment. Set the ring up on home plate. Um, and, and it's just, you know, an outdoor show. And if, you, if you're a wrestling fan and never been to, to an outdoor show, it's, it's got just a, a real cool vibe to it. So it, it was great for us. It was really a great brand awareness initiative. Now, I'm here in Fort Wayne, and I don't know if you know this, Jeff, but we have a pretty nice uh, minor you, league stadium here as well. Let me cut you off. We could not schedule that date, but we are definitely going to try to get it on uh, the, the, the schedule for 2016. If, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it the 10 caps? What's the ballpark? That's there? right. Yeah, the Fort Wayne it, 10 caps, Parkview Field. Very, very successful organization. And, and that organization, uh, like many, many of the minor league organizations, are, are really top notch. They, they truly are. Um, you know, I, I, I hate to say this, they're just so much more than a minor league ball club because they've got that venue that's most of the time right in the center of town or close to downtown or it's, it's in a good area. And, and, and you know, they you come out, you have these ballparks have great food, great concessions. Uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a beer drinker, they got all kinds of beer. Uh, but it's really a great experience. And when we had our VIP sessions, uh, some of the ballparks were, were saying, hey, we're going to take notes from you guys uh, on different events. But so the, the VIP experience so fan accessible it was really really cool and, and so yes i would love to get on the schedule in, in fort wayne next year yeah we'd love we'd love to have you I, it would certainly be easier for me as far as the uh the commute yep. goes um, yeah there you go now uh a couple of weeks from now and i want to bring this up because it's very important for one reason you're wrestling on these shows but global force is going to the uk and you're going to be there on the 28th and the 30th of october you're going to uh, lincolnshire i believe it is on the 28th and you will be wrestling on these shows. What what went into uh, putting yourself on the card for these things? I have no idea. Am I crazy? I told myself that I was going to slow down, and I have I've, I've slowed down uh, quite a bit. Um, but one thing led to another, and um, we're, we're we're you know we've got partners over there, and they were like, Jeff, we really think you need to wrestle. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not wrestling at the amp tapings in Vegas. I didn't wrestle uh, this summer on the ballpark tours, and they're like, it's a special event. It's our first UK events, and so they sort of twisted my arm a little bit. And, and as a businessman, I do think uh, it, it will it, it's it's the right decision to do. Don't look for me to be full time in Global Force on any stretch of the imagination. Okay. 
But for these shows, I think uh, it was important. Uh, the ticket sales are going great. I'm not taking the credit for that. I think it's the brand and, and, and the card we put together. And the, the, quite frankly, the UK scene is very hot. We realize that. We've got some great British stars. Uh, Doug Williams, a legend in that country, but, uh, you know, Marty Squirrel. Uh, and then, of course, Nick Aldis uh, is, is an enormous star. And we're wrestling in his hometown at Kings Lynn. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a really, really cool two-show deal. Yeah, Kings Lynn on the 30th. Have you, is that something you've ever given thought about? I mean, you mentioned how you're slowing down the in-ring and you're doing the promotion for GFW. Uh, are you one who's ever thought about having, like, uh, maybe not a retirement tour or anything like that, but a last match promoting it as such? Or are you just one who's going to keep wrestling when the, when the dates come about and, you know, just kind of right off in the sunset and maybe not have a specific last show? That, that, I'm more akin to that, but you know, this is, I, I'm never going to get out of the wrestling business. It's my passion. It's my love. Uh, it's what, you know, I grew up in this and, you know, over the years you've seen people have retirement matches and then come back two years later and a retirement tour and have a little more like that. And, and, and that's, that's appropriate for some people. I just know that I'm in this business. I'm going to stay in this business. I love it. And so, you know, when the, when, it, you know, this may be my last match in, in there. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. Uh, but, but, you know, I take them one match at a time. I used to tell myself, you know, as I got into my uh, late 30s and early 40s, you know, when am I going to slow down? When am I going to take that step of, 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 of really a full time? And every year uh, around New Year's, I would sort of reevaluate things and, and how I felt, look at things, sort of look at the outcast the future. And, and I'd say, nope, I'm going to amp up. And then, you know, I keep my training regiment and, and, and all of that uh, is, is, as much as I possible can, you know, this past year, I probably did, uh, out of, a, out of workouts, I probably did 20% weights and the other 80% cardio and yoga. So as far as keeping in ring shape, uh, I, I have slowed down on that somewhat. How many of the Tennessee Titans are you up to training with now? Is it five oh. and seven? Is Oh, you know, uh, they've got so many, so many new guys. And I've been, uh, obviously for the past uh, couple of years, you know, really just laser focused. So, uh, Mariani's probably one of my best, best friends as far as football player. And he's a bear. Now he plays for the Chicago bears for the, so the current crop of Titans, you know, some of the retired guys, uh, Frank Wycheck and a few others, uh, Michael Roos, but, but no, as, as far as the current guys, I'm a huge fan of them. And I believe we've got the right, I don't believe I'm pretty damn sure we got the right quarterback. We we're just going to have to surround him uh, with, with some more skilled players and, and definitely give him a great line. That's right. When we were talking in January, the draft hadn't happened yet. And we were, we were wondering who you would get. And here you yes. are, Marcus Mariota. And it looks like uh, things are pretty, uh, pretty okay for them. Um, yep. Now, when we talked in January, you were promoting the Wrestle Kingdom show. Now, Wrestle Kingdom is a couple of months away now uh, in 2016. Is Global Force going to have any part in this year's Wrestle Kingdom, or is that something being talked about? You know, I don't, I don't believe so, and I, I don't believe it's anything. They, they, they launched their streaming service. Um, that, that is a company that, that, you know, when we did the deal, it was, uh, uh, it was basically a three-part deal. It was Global Force Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and TV Asahi. So a lot of pieces of the puzzle – uh, we were very, very happy. They were very happy with the results. But, but I, I, you know, I don't know the inner workings, but I tend to believe they are laser focused on their network, and rightly so. And so, as far as the, the show being aired uh, on, I'll call it traditional pay per view here in the states, uh, I believe TV Asahi would be one to opt out uh, and really go full force on on their network. And that's, you know, that's it, uh, they're not the only ones doing that. Look at the WWE. 
Yeah. Uh, globalforcewrestling.com is the website you can go to to get all the information on the UK events. You can get information October 23rd. You're in Las Vegas doing another AMP taping. Um, when might we see these television shows that have been taped? This is the third taping now. Uh, any plan- the, go, go ahead. ahead. That's a million dollar question, my yeah. friend. And, 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 you know, it's been a real challenge and I made no secret about it that, that, you know, our, the name of our company is Global Force Wrestling. And we've been in discussions uh, with, with uh, U.S. distributors, but also many, many territories and countries around the world from, you know, South Africa, the, all through Europe, UK, uh, Australia, India, Japan, Canada, Mexico, uh, Sub-Saharan Africa, Northern Africa, the Middle East. The, it, we truly are in the midst of launching a global brand and timing and, 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 and uh, syncing things up, so to speak, mm-hmm. has been quite the challenge. But we're looking forward in the next, um, you know, I, I don't have patience. It's not my DNA. But <laughs> lawyers, once they get a hold of things, uh, it, it can take. And it, it has, you know, at times over the last, just I'll say the last month, uh, we have really, really come to a halt uh, in negotiations from time to time. You know, I'm not saying complete halt, but it would. It, we would volley back and forth, and it'd be in our court for, for a day, and I'd want to turn it around. And, and you know, you, it takes time, and then you turn it around, and, and then their side sits on a couple of days. So things have got drug out, but we're looking forward in the next four to six weeks to, to be making some really cool uh, announcements. And we don't have a lot of time with you today, unfortunately, but I did want to get your thoughts uh, since the last time we spoke. Uh, one of your last programs in WCW, uh, your last pay-per-view match, in fact, uh, was with Dustin and Dusty Rhodes. And I wanted to get your thoughts on the passing of Dusty Rhodes this summer and, and what he meant to you in pro wrestling. You know, Dusty, uh, just the, the charisma, he truly was the American dream, son of a plumber, came up the hard way. Uh, learned this craft, this trade, um, and and obviously, you know, his in-ring charisma uh, has, has very few parallels. But what I like to remember, Dusty, is, is that in the early days of TNA, he'd drive up from Atlanta every week uh, when we were doing the Wednesday shows, and, and just how, you know, his, his heart was in this business. He, he, he loved it. He, he just loved it. And so the one-on-one conversations that we would have that would start about business and and then uh you know get into life and and obviously he's got kids in the business my dad was in the business and and so we would trade stories and 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 you know we would just had a real i'd call it a a deeper level relationship during those years and and i like to remember very fondly those days uh very special guy without question and before we let you go, we have a couple of questions from uh, members of the audience uh, at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. You can tweet us uh, questions for uh, future guests. Um, there you go. Yeah. Ha- have you ever seen a ghost? Have I ever seen a ghost? No, I have not. I, I don't particularly uh, believe in, in the, the, that kind of stuff. But uh, uh, I'll say this. Members of my family do. So it's, a, it's almost a running joke argument about that. Um, but, uh, you know, there's so many shows out now that, 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 that revolve around the supernatural and ghosts and all that. So I can understand why one of your uh, uh, Twitter followers would ask that question. Yeah, and, and kind of on that note, sometimes, I mean, there are stories out there about how wrestling is a crazy business. And a lot of, you know, a lot of people get into it. So there's a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different beliefs. Um, has there ever been a moment in pro wrestling in your numerous years where, You've been in the locker room with someone who has just said something or thought something that you did a double take and you just couldn't believe you're actually listening to this. <laughs> Are you kidding? Uh, 
daily basis. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, our business is, is has always um, had that hybrid of a a, a sports team uh, with rivals in the locker room, and I mean, legit rivals mm-hmm. where guys despise one another. But that happens on football teams. But then you you, you sort of take the, the the sporting aspect and you, and you mix it with a, a touring music act and 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 put that in into one bit melting pot that has no all season um locker rooms can can get and i've seen get really bizarre at times but i'll i'll leave it at that but yes without question there has been many many times that you look at you know your buddy and say did that guy really just say what i think he just said but so yes and the last one we got for you, Jeff, have you uh, tried to do any business this year, maybe any time in the past, directly with Ring of Honor? Uh, we, we have had, uh, I mean, it was reported online that we've had discussions with those guys off and on. You know, uh, I'm hopeful when the time is right, not just Ring of Honor, the time was right for us to do business with TNA. Uh, you know, it, it, it goes without saying, if you know anything about Global Force Wrestling, that's that's what we're a part of. We're working with promotions in the United Kingdom. I've got meetings coming up. Uh, when I go over there at the end of this month with, with multiple promoters. So uh, Ring of Honor would, would would love to work with those guys uh, and, and many other promotions. Global Force Wrestling is the website. You can get all the information on the UK tours and the AMP tapings coming to Las Vegas on October 23rd. Jeff, we'll have to get you back on at some point for a little bit longer conversation about your history in wrestling and what's going on with Global Force, but I appreciate you making time for us today. Sure, I'd love to. And, and you know, uh, starting Monday, we're going to be rolling out some some videos that are specific about AMP. That, that, that maybe you can call them a sneak peek footage, but they're they're all driving to crowning four champions uh, in Las Vegas on October twenty third. Uh, it is if you're in that area and listening to this, it, it they got uh, it's really really going to be a special night. We got some special things lined up, but more importantly, the four champions crown, and that's uh, will truly be a historic night. Uh, in Global Force Wrestling because, you know, there's going to be uh, five people, uh, a tag team and, and three singles. They're going to walk out of there to be the first ever uh, champion uh, in, in Global Force. Well, I wish you all the best, and uh, thank you so much for making time for Shake Them Ropes, and we'll see you in the future. I appreciate it, and, and I, obviously I, it sounds like you're a football fan, so I'll leave it with this. Go Titans and choke on that, slap nuts. <laughs> And we're back with Jeff here on Shake Them Ropes, episode 111, voicesofwrestling.com slash STR, at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. Jeff Hawkins, not Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> we are back with Jeff Hawkins. That is right. Uh, based on uh, based on the vocal stylings and the lack of professional wrestling experience, we can uh, determine it is Jeff Hawkins. Hold on. I got run out of the gym by Dutch Mantel. We can... <laughs> <laughs> oh, who hasn't, sir? <laughs> who has not? Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to get into if you had anything else on Raw. I wanted to play a little game with you mm. as well here uh, over the interwebs. And you had a uh, an idea, a theory yeah. about the level of talents who are coming into NXT. The, the type of people WWE uh, is looking at, especially you know on the NXT side. Uh, you had a little theory. Well, the the uh, uh, I want to say the memo is out that they don't want talent with merchandise already, especially like action figures and T-shirts and whatnot. This stemming from the Kevin Owens deal, where Kevin Owens had the you know yes. the toy figure company, figure toy company or whatever it was, the action figure deal. His first action figure 
was something non WWE related. So after that, it was reported there was, you know, a little tension there. Like we want to sign talents, but we don't want people who have outside merchandise deals because we need to control that. But also part of that coming out now is they also don't want people who have been on major cable um, wrestling shows. And my theory behind, and to me, that's antithetical to what you want to do in the business. If a, if a fan, if a wrestler on a small time promotion, you want to bring over, you also want to bring over those eyeballs who may be fans of that person. But to me, this is the Daniel Bryan Cesaro type of situation that they don't want in terms of that fan base being very vocal and possibly jeopardizing the plans that they have in place for someone, which may not be as high as the talents that they want to bring over. Yeah, because you look at the talents that have been recently signed, and you have Biff Busick uh, in NXT, Rich Swan, Athena made her debut over the weekend inside the ring in NXT. Uh, so you have these names who are in the really hardcore circles of independent wrestling. People know who they are, and they're fans right. of them. So they may come in and watch NXT, but they're not people who have been all around the nation on television where if they were to appear on WWE TV, they're going to get a groundswell of support over someone like a Dolph Ziggler. Like it's yeah, not if you're, you're Adam Coles, right, you're Red right. Dragons, um, you know, if some maybe even Austin Aries to some respect. Yeah, if Austin Aries, I think Austin Aries has a big enough uh, name in pro wrestling where if he showed up on a Raw show against Dolph Ziggler, you know, you would have some pretty big crowd response in favor of Austin Aries. But if a Biff mm-hmm. Busick showed up right now on Raw against Dolph Ziggler, people are going to give him the silent treatment. They don't really know right. who he is. Right. You know, and I I thought that was the same thing for a lot of these NXT guys. Like, I always wondered, you know, a year ago, if Finn Balor showed up on Raw, would people know who he was enough? Because, yes, he's a big star to us who follow Japan and everything else, but he's never really been on television in the States. He's never even worked a full schedule in the States ever. So I wondered what people would react to him like. But Biff Busek, like, those names would get a a timid low response and by bringing those guys in you're right you don't have to worry about a lack of control you don't have to worry about the fans forcing your hand for a main event of wrestlemania of all things right yeah and you look at the guys who have been you know the quote-unquote plans change type of guys your daniel bryans your sammy zanes your kevin owens they all came from Ring of Honor where they had exposure and they had eyeballs. And they're actually trying to prevent that, which baffles me in, in many, many ways. It but baffles it, but, but it, it's but all it about control. At the same time. Yeah, it's all it's about all controlling about control. the message. And yeah. it's like, well, how, how dare you people think he's a star? I'm just like, really? You're going to burn that money. Okay. Well, great. I mean, yeah, you're you're probably burning a little bit. But at the same time, I can understand how how upset they would be. Now, it turned out perfectly. Like, Daniel Bryan working the main event of WrestleMania 30 was a much better solution than... I think it would have been even worse if CM Punk had main evented WrestleMania. Like, I think Daniel Bryan was the perfect thing for that time. Yes. Right? So, now now they forced WWE's hand to make that happen because Daniel Bryan wasn't even close to the main event of WrestleMania 30 in their original plans. But the fans made that happen. But they're worried about if the fans try to make someone like a Biff Busick happen or a Rich Swan, you know, someone who really probably isn't right for a main event of WrestleMania. You know, whether whether they are in the future, who knows? We'll see how they do in NXT and so forth. But, you know, someone who probably shouldn't be in there right now. Uh, they just want to have the control. They want to have the merchandise control. They want to have the naming control. They want to have the intellectual property control. They want to have everything. They don't want to 
leave it in the hands of fans who may have liked them in Ring of Honor. Mm. And we're going to talk to uh, Gabe Sapolsky about one of the former Ring of Honor guys. You know, someone who kind of fits this bill about the Daniel Bryans. Like, Sami Zayn is a guy that people know and yeah. people want to cheer for. And he, you know, he wrestled that John Cena match in Montreal and the fans went nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also worked in Evolve Wrestling before coming to NXT. So we're going to talk to Gabe about Sami Zayn kind of going home to Evolve here over the weekend. But I wanted to uh, wanted to ask you something here. Play a little okay. game. Mm-hmm. Before we get into match number 60 in our top 100 countdown. This day in history, it is October 13th as we record this. Mm-hmm. In October 13th, 1997, did you know, Jeff, that this was the first day, October 13th, 1997, where on Raw, the faction of Rick Rude, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and China were referred to as Degeneration X. This nice. is the birthday of DX. Now the Raw was taped a week prior but aired on the 13th. So the world got to know DX as DX this day in history. But I have a question for you about that Raw, Jeff. It is a game I like to call Can Jeff name the main event? Oh jeez. I am going to give you four matches that took place on that episode of WWE Raw on October 13th, 1997. Four okay. matches and I need you to name which match was the main event of that episode of WWF Raw. And I'll give you some trivia about this, I think, also, but go ahead. Shawn Michaels versus Flash Funk happened on that show. That is not it. Owen Hart versus Kama Mustafa happened on that show. Mm-hmm. The Legion of Doom versus the Godwins happened on that show. Mm-hmm. And Triple H versus Ahmed Johnson happened <laughs> on that show. What was the main event of WWF Raw? In October 13th, 1997. Yeah, I know. It's either the LOD match or it's the... Uh, let's go with Triple H, Ahmed Johnson. The main event of WWF Raw of October 13th, 1997 was... The WWF Tag Team Champions yep. on the line. Ah, I should have gone with my first instinct. Mm. And Uncle Cletus did go. It was Uncle Cletus's last appearance. How long had Rude been in the WWE at that point? I don't know. No, well, it, it's odd because he, there was a point where he appeared on WWE WCW. Yeah, and he was on the he was on the ECW syndicated show that week. Uh, that was his last week on that at the time they played it where I was watching it. So it was like Rick Rude was on like all three shows on like one night. Let's see. Let's see here. What was the day again? It was October 13th, 1997. So he returned to WWF in August of 97. So he had been there for two months. Okay. And so he was close to jump into WCW again where he'd... Uh, yeah, because it was in November cut, of uh, November right. 1997. Yeah. Yep. November of 1997, Rick Rude shows up. So he was there for a little brief period of time in, uh, in DX there. Before we move on to the uh, match, one quick Twitter question we wanted to get to. Um, is the Hell in a Cell gimmick dead, or is it still special? I think the Hell in a Cell gimmick is special when they promote it as such and not in a forced, arbitrary timeline like October. Like, it's is- October, so we need a Hell in a Cell match. Now, I think it it could have been special here 
And it might be at the time the show happens for Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker. Because that's the type of match after three matches here where you expect him to go into Hell in a Cell. But, you know, when everyone knows that the Hell in a Cell is coming up in October, we don't really care about what's put inside because it's like there's no there's no good reason for this. Like, it's not they're so heated that they had to do Hell in a Cell. It's just right. Hell in a Cell time. That's the correct answer. The correct answer is Hell in the Cell should be used to blow off a blood feud of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the Brock Lesnar Undertaker match being in it, actually. I really do. Like, I think it's one of their better Hell in the Cell main events they've had in a while. But you can't just force it. I mean, it's the, it's the thing. Like, especially now that you have WWE Network, do you really need these themed pay-per-views? People are paying the $10 a month for it. Put a main event on that people want to see. And then save Hell in a Cell for whatever show needs it. Yeah, I just I, I didn't I didn't I don't see the natural transition from the ending of their last match to Hell in a Cell. That's my issue. It, it, it <laughs> it's one of those things where you'd want like a last man standing type thing to get rid of the bell keeper. Right. If you were booking logically, but of course that's if we not were. our choice. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it's not up to us. Uh, Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow for the ECW Television Championship is match number 60 on the WWE Network Top 100 Matches to See Before You Die countdown. Although I was on the WWE website recently checking out this Top 100. Mm -hmm. I think they actually removed the words Before You Die. I don't think that's on their list anymore. I think it's just the Top 100 Matches to See. Someone must have got mad, must have been politically incorrect. saw this list and said you're gonna die someday and he was very scarred yeah it did seem a little morose it seemed a little uh a little uh not inappropriate per se but a little dark well if they had put the word tomorrow afterwards before you die tomorrow then then that'd be morose I'm, i'm gonna guess there's probably one or two people out there that looked at this list and probably died before seeing every match on it (laughs) <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying but we are looking at Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow as Joey Styles said during the show this was ECW's fourth pay-per-view uh, and as he said many times during this match yet didn't explain why exactly this wasn't for a paycheck Jeff it was personal probably because the check would bounce yeah that's too I mean we, we need <laughs> reasons we need motivations for fighting because a paycheck ain't gonna be it no um, now, if you were watching this match at the time, this match took place in March of 1998, a couple of weeks before WrestleMania uh, in 1998. Um, if you were following ECW at the time, if you were following the pay-per-views or getting their regional television, uh, whatever um, you may have there, you probably know why this match was personal. But for me, not really watching steadily during this time and you know trying... Not really trying to find the backstory out. I guess I could go back and probably do some research on the backstory here. They but played the backstory three minutes before the match. I skipped right to the little bubble. <laughs> I skipped right to the little bubble. Research, Rob. It was right there. Just rewind skip, a little I get, bit. Nope. I go right to the little bubble where it says Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow. I hit right, right to that bubble. They're in the ring. The bell rings. I'm ready to go on this match. That's what I do. All right. Okay. So they, so they the played the backstory. I, and I thought they may have done that, although I, I didn't really see a lot of backstory promos in ECW time. So I honestly, I swear, I just assumed there wasn't one. Okay. Well, here here's the backstory then. Um, Shane Douglas and the Triple Threat screwed Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, out of the world title in, in a match. And so Bam Bam Bigelow is trying to enlist Taz to be his partner 
to take out the triple threat. And of course, Taz wants nothing to do with him because he's all in, uh, you know, F the world mode right now. But eventually he, you know, the, the triple threat attack him. So he agrees to be, I think they attack him, but eventually he agrees to be Bam Bam Bigelow's partner after much cajoling from Bam Bam Bigelow. Well, in the course of the match, it turns out it's all a setup and Bam Bam Bigelow is actually a part of the triple threat. Thus, Ooh. your match. There's, there you go. So it's okay. personal. Yes. We had, this was in New Jersey. This was in Asbury Park, New Jersey. So Bam Bam Bigelow was the hometown guy, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was for the ECW television title. A lot of brawling early. And there was a lot of brawling really throughout. Like this wasn't so much wrestling match for the most part as it was an ECW brawl between Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow. And when they did wrestling, it was uncomfortable to watch. Like that T-bone Tazplex where Taz hits his head on the guardrail and Bam Bam Bigelow goes through chairs i'm have, just like you have why the raised, are you doing this you have the raised stage the stage that they like to use a lot of times on pay-per-view where it matches it's up to the level of the ring and goes right. to the back so you have the right. fans below it and they do that t-bone taz plex and taz hits his head on the bar and a little i mean that was probably i mean let's get right to it the ring bump okay yeah they, they wrestle they brawl they brawl they brawl at the end taz has on the taz mission the kata hajime and and he's getting He's getting it in tight, and Bam Bam, in a last-ditch effort to break up this hold, just falls with all his weight right back, and Taz, on Bam Bam's back, goes through the ring. The weight of both of these guys pushed them through the ring, and you can see throughout. Like, you watch that spot, and then you go back and watch the mask. They, they avoid that area like the plague. Right. In this match, they avoid that corner of the ring. So they go in the corner. They're in the ring. It's about a minute where the fans are just like, you know, oh, shit, what happened? Like, I can't believe what we just saw. We weren't expecting that. This, by the way, a group of fans who weren't paying attention to the most most of the match. Like there was a balloon flying around in the front rows and on camera. And you can see everyone just paying more attention to the balloon than than Taz, who now looks like a balloon. Wow. So these fans in Asbury Park in Bam Bam's hometown aren't caring so much about the match, and the match wasn't very good. The reason why it's on this list is because of Taz, Bam Bam Bigelow, and the fact that they went through the ring, and it was a really cool moment. Now, in WWE, and you saw this with Brock Lesnar and The Big Show, and Mark Henry and The Big Show, when you have this broken ring, the match is over there. Mm -hmm. Here, the match is not over. Nope. Bam Bam Bigelow gets out of the, you know, little hole in the ring. Taz is pulled out of the hole in the ring. And simply, Bam Bam covers Tavs for the one, two, three, and Bam Bam wins the TV championship. Not my favorite time in ECW, to be honest with you. Just a lot of, I mean, by this time, they had been poached by both of the big federations to the point where it's, you know, has-beens, never-wers, and and brawlers who threw junk at each other. (laughs) But, I mean... I mean, Al Snow and Lance Storm were in your main event of the show. And Chris Candido. Yeah. I mean, and and they were all right, but they just didn't fit in this, what this ECW was. I mean, what ECW was for me was the varied styles with the, you know, Malenko's, Guerrero's, Luchador's, all those guys. And you had tag teams in there. They were like an anomaly. They were actual wrestlers. They were possibly the only wrestlers, really, because everybody else embraced the hardcore lifestyle that everybody was, was drawn to that got ECW its name. So you see all these guys who, like, 
like Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow, who shouldn't really be doing these hardcore matches, doing hardcore matches. Yeah, and, it, it was an interesting time, too, because yeah. I, I reckon it like I had the same feeling when Ring of Honor started and I heard about Ring of Honor, but hadn't seen it yet. You right. know, I, I was living in Indiana, you know, where I am now. So I didn't get ECW television or at least, you know, at the time I could never find ECW television. I knew they were on pay-per-view and every once in a while you would go on Sunday nights and you had the scramble vision and you can kind of hear what's going on in the pay-per-view, but you couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was just hearing about ring of honor or hearing about ECW. It wasn't really until Raven showed up in WCW for that, you know, run during the attitude era during the, the Monday night war area. Yeah. Where I kind of followed ECW a little bit more. Um, so it was a weird time. Like I'm seeing guys who I saw on WWF TV. I'm seeing guys who I saw on WCW TV. It's this weird promotion. I don't know what's happening now. Um, this is even before the Dudleys went up before, to uh, WWE. Oh, much well before the Dudleys went up. I mean, yeah. this was a year, two years almost before the Dudleys went up to uh, to WWF. It was just a, a weird time kind of getting into it, but not really knowing what was going on. Um, but like my first time ever seeing this match is when I bought one of those ECW um, compilations yeah the yeah. compilation dvds um so this was the that was the first time i ever saw that that was probably around 2001 2002 maybe even later um that i saw this compilation dvd and I'm like okay cool moment like i remember the moment everyone's gonna remember this moment right but the rest of the match completely forgettable and almost you should probably forget it if you haven't <laughs> well I, I believe mr styles was one who compiled this list yes yeah collection i mean every every little yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey Styles has a big deal to do with this. Okay, he's so the that editor might... of the joint. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a there's a tie in there, but no, it's but, a cool moment. Like, yeah, if you were doing a list of the, I'm mean, I'm sure I don't remember the OMG 50 moments DVD that WWE released. Oh my! But I have God. to imagine this is probably on it. Yeah, probably somewhere in the 20s. Yeah, unless <laughs> unless they only counted WWE moments, in which case, yeah, I mean. I can't think of 50 OMG WWE moments, but what are you going to do? Uh, but yeah, this was match number 60. I'm going to quickly look up what our next match is uh, because, again, I did not come prepared to have it on the top of my head here. I actually forgot it, and I had... You forgot it? Okay, so uh, let's play a game, Jeff. Okay. Will the match come from WCW, WWE, ECW, or Other? Can't be Other because we're done with Other. Unless we, unless you're counting NWA and WCW as one, are you? We're done with NXT. True? We are done with we, other. We finished NXT last week. Well, I would count NWA. I'll count it as WCW. And we don't have world class anymore. World class, I don't think, unless it's the Kerry Von Eric Flair one, which I don't think. I think we've already done one of those cage matches. I don't think we're doing the stadium. Yeah, trip. several several NWA matches left. So WWE, WCW, or ECW. I'm going to go with, uh, I think we're doing WCW next, NWA, something like that. We are not. Oh, what is it? It is Survivor Series 2001. Yes, yes. Okay. Team WWF versus the Alliance. (laughs) This, um, okay, this match may take up our entire episode. Yeah, we may may have to, to rant quite a lot about this. This match may take up the entire episode. We are going to do next week. The preview for Hell in a Cell, because the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view is coming up next Sunday, uh, and we will talk Survivor Series 2001 plus any big uh, news that comes about uh, on the show. Any final thoughts, Jeff, before we get Gabe on the show? Um, 
Not of anything current, no. Not of anything current. What do you think about this news that Sami Zayn is going to evolve? I think I think Gabe's getting the short shrift here by not. I mean, he doesn't get to appear on the on the eye pay per view. Not that and, he necessarily and, and, cares, and, and, but and, well, no, but it's for foot. It's for foot traffic. It's it's like when a when a WWE star would appear at like a used at a car at a, at like a car sale or something like that. That's what this is. Oh, and yeah. it's fine. Oh, and yeah. I, I don't mind I don't mind the partnership or anything. I just I hope Gabe gets a lot more out of the WWE than I think the WWE is willing to give him. Yeah, we'll see. I mean Sami Zayn's hurt, he's not doing anything else, you know. No. Little little help out. And he is at least he has a tie in to Evolve. He worked Evolve for yes. a number of events, so he has a tie in there. It's just funny, like I'm gonna be interested to see how they treat the former WWE talent that works Evolve. I don't know. I don't the, know. The we'll Drew, see. The Drew Galloway is like, the Chris Heroes of the world. Sami Zayn had to travel for this show. These shows are taking place in New York. He's living in Orlando. So, right. I mean, it's not like they're coming to the area Sami's already in. No. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I mean, he'll make an appearance in front of the live crowd. We are going to talk to Gabe Sapolsky, the promoter of Evolve Wrestling, about Sami Zayn coming in and the partnership with WWE here next on Shake Them Ropes. All right, we are back with Gabe Sapolsky of WWN Live, Evolve Wrestling, here on Shake Them Ropes. Gabe, how are you doing today? Good, very good, actually. Uh, thanks for having me on, and thanks for everyone out there for listening. I appreciate it. It's, it's been an exciting week. We're going to talk about Evolve 49 and 50 coming up this weekend, but it's been an exciting week. Uh, a lot of news coming out of your camp yesterday with the announcement of Sami Zayn appearing on your Evolve Wrestling shows this weekend. How did Sami Zayn appearing on your shows come about? Um, you know, I don't like to get into all the details of everything. The important thing is that he's coming to our shows. Um, Triple H and WWE saw an opportunity to uh, help us out and, and send them our way to create some buzz. Um, it's, it's a win-win for everybody. Sami Zayn, uh, he, he wants to come to shows. You know, this is something he wanted to do. They asked him. Uh, they didn't send him here. They didn't force him to go. They said, hey, do you want to come to these shows? And he goes, yeah, I'd love to get out of the house. Come check out these shows, and um, so it helps him out. And most importantly, it, it's it's great for the fans. You know, it's, this is creating an exciting situation right now. It's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Nobody knows what's happening next. I don't know what's happening next. I don't think they know what's happening next. But one way or another, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch and a lot of fun to follow for everybody. So it's it's a winning situation for for WWE and for us and for Sami Zayn and for the fans. So it just all makes sense. A lot of us have seen the transformation of Sami Zayn going from El Generico, who didn't you know, speak a lot on camera, to Sami Zayn, who's one of the most natural talkers, it seems like. And you've spent so many years behind the camera. Uh, is there anyone that stands out, especially in your years of pro wrestling, that's just been like the most natural speaker uh, in front of a wrestling camera ever? Like, Who stands out to you as far as natural speaking ability? I mean, CM Punk is an obvious one. Um, right now on our roster, Johnny Gargano and Ethan Page uh, are are really at the top of the class. Um, Gargano's been cutting awesome promos for us for years. Ethan Page, um, I, I'm trying to give him the opportunity as much as he wants, and he keeps grabbing it. And um, he's an absolutely tremendous talker. I think I think in about six months, it takes time for this kind of stuff to circulate and catch on. I think in about six months, everybody's going to be aware of uh, how good of a, a natural and how good of a talker Ethan Page is in front of the mic. But, um, you know, there's there's a lot of good talkers in their own kind of ways. Drew Gulak is an excellent promo. Um, Timothy Thatcher 
and no one's gonna he's not gonna be promo of the year, but he's got his own style which works for him, and that's an important thing. So um and of course uh, Drew Galloway is one of my favorites too. I mean, when he was our evolved champion for the year, I mean every time he gave one of those speeches uh, Post match, I, I felt like getting on the ring myself and fighting. You know, he's just a, a real natural there. Uh, Matt Riddle, formerly of the UFC, is going to be debuting on the Evolve shows this weekend. What do you expect from Matt Riddle? Um, Riddle's actually been training uh, a lot, um, and uh, not just at the Monster Factory, um, over at the CCW school somewhat, and and he's putting a lot into this. This isn't a guy that's that's coming in and saying, hey, I'm going to be handed everything. This is a guy that's working forward, and most importantly, he's a guy that wants it. He's a guy that wants to be successful. Um, he's, he's a guy that we booked because I did watch some of his matches from the Monster Factory, and um, he showed a great deal of potential in the ring for a guy that's just been training since November. He's obviously a great natural athlete by his success in, in MMA. I mean, here's a guy that, that didn't fail at MMA and now is forced to come here. He's a guy that was successful and then got, uh, you know, had some controversy, and that kind of derailed his career. But this is a natural athlete with a tremendous amount of charisma as well. And, um, you know, we'll see what kind of talker he is as well. I'm not quite sure yet. But um, this, is a, this is a guy that's, that's really driven and has all the tools for, tools for success and, and has a ton of potential. And we're going we're gonna to see what he does. You know, I, I'm very happy with the opponents that we've set him up with. It's definitely not just matches he's going to walk in and, and roll over on. You know, like Jonathan Gresham is a very, very talented technical wrestler, a guy who's traveled the world, and a guy that's very hungry for, for this kind of opportunity, and, and the guy that we've been talking to a lot about Evolve over, over the past few months. We've always touched base with each other. And Chris, and that's going to be Riddle against Gresham on uh, this Saturday in Queens, New York, and that's going to be on Live Eye Pay-Per-View at www.live.com. And then it's him versus Chris Dickinson in Long Island on this Sunday, and that, that again is another Live Eye Pay-Per-View at www.live.com. And Dickinson, he's a beast, and he's a guy who's gotten in phenomenal shape over the past year, and he's he's a little bit crazy too. So um, that's going to be a real, real interesting situation as well, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how Riddle does. Now correct me if I'm wrong, but Matt Riddle doesn't really seem like the type of wrestler that you see come into Evolve Wrestling in the way Evolve is formed. How, how did Matt Riddle coming into Evolve happen? No, I, I completely disagree with that, actually, because Matt Riddle is, is a legit... Uh, MMA guy. I mean, yeah. it, the last year in, in Evolve, we've really been focusing on technical wrestling and a lot of guys with MMA influences. Um, TJ Perkins has excelled in that. Timothy Thatcher, Drew Gulak, Biff Busick, uh, Tracy Williams is now the guy to watch. We, we actually have a free matchup on our YouTube channel, Tracy Williams versus Biff Busick, that incorporates those kind of influences. And when you, when you bring Matt Riddle in, here's a guy who's legitimately trained and successful in amateur wrestling and those MMA techniques. So to me, he, he fits in perfectly with what we've been doing with Evolve. Now, obviously, you'll have to see you know what happens over this weekend, but do you expect Matt Riddle to be back for future shows? We'll see how he does this weekend. You know, nothing's, nothing's set in stone. He's still new to pro wrestling. He's still a rookie, basically, when it comes to pro wrestling, so he, he has to perform. People aren't just given spots and evolve. They're, they're earned. There's a cut that needs to be made. And uh, right now, Riddle is being booked on potential, mm-hmm. and we'll see how he realizes that potential this weekend. So Evolve 49 is happening on Saturday, uh, this Saturday, October the 17th in Queens, New York. The main event features someone that, uh, you know, listeners of this show, as we're more WWE and NXT centric, have been seeing Johnny Gargano on NXT TV. And Johnny Gargano is going to be in an I Quit match against Ethan Page. Can you tell us about the main event on Evolve 49? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of the story that we have going into this. Uh, it's been building up since WrestleMania last uh, or this year, so it's been building up for months. And um, Ethan Page has basically dominated Johnny Gargano physically, mentally, emotionally. He turned his best friend Rick Swan against him. He, he took Gargano's prize, DGSA Open the Freedom Gate title. He's he's defeated him. He's laid him out. He's he's fooled him. He's done everything he can. So now Gargano is coming in, and Gargano it's going to be an Iquip match, which kind of. Uh, Harkens back to the Iquip match between Gargano and Chuck Taylor back at DGUSA a few years ago, which was a absolutely fantastic match and a brutal match and a, a real feud ender. And um, basically, Gargano has stated if, if he's if Ethan Page is able to make him say I quit, Johnny Gargano will walk away from Evolve. And um, at the same time, Gargano says when he makes Ethan Page say I quit, then that pretty much negates everything that Page has done to him and pushes Page right down to the opening match and, and shows that all this was for nothing. So um, a lot on the line right there, and I'm, I'm proud of the story we're building up to it. And uh, we'll have a video up on our YouTube page, ggusa.tv at, at YouTube. Um, that's, that'll uh, highlight a lot of the things that have happened there. So we know, we know Sami Zayn is coming to Evolve this weekend. Can you tell us anything about what he's going to be doing there? Yeah, um, he will not be on the eye pay-per-view, so we don't want to act like we're false advertising him. He's not going to be wrestling. He's, he's still up with a shoulder injury. So, again, no no false advertisements there. But he will be available to the fans who buy VIP tickets uh, for a meet-and-greet, which will include an autograph opportunity. And um, I'm getting some 8 by 10 sent to, sent to us, and, and we will give those out um, um, as uh, well as the supplies last. And um, then he will also be appearing in the ring during the live show uh, for the fans that are in the building that night. And he will be doing a promo, and he will have some interaction with some guys. So, um, you know, we'll leave the mystery there as to exactly what's going to happen at that point. But um, he, he is going to be part of the show for the fans in live attendance, and he will be available at, at the uh, meet and greet as well. So um, it'll be a great experience for all the fans that come to these shows. What do you think it is about you, Gabe, that allows – Sami Zayn is an NXT, he's a WWE-contracted wrestler, and they're, you know he's coming to your show – what is it about you, do you think, that allows WWE, uh, Triple H, anyone involved to have so much trust in you to allow their talents to appear on your shows because they're not just allowing Sami Zayn to work for anybody? Um, I mean, that's a question for them. Uh, I just have tried to, to treat the, the guys who've worked for us well, and um, I've, I've always tried to, to do the best I can by, by everybody um, who, who's, who's been with us. And, and fortunately, some of those people have gone on and, and said good things to one WWE manager was asking them. And, and we just try to do good business. And, and I've been doing it for a while. You know, it's been, uh, it's been 20, 21 years now that I've been doing this. So it's not like it's something that happened overnight. So uh, during that time, I just always try to do business the right way and, and have a good reputation and, and treat people the right way. So, you know, hopefully the, the, it kind of pays off by, by getting a favor, like having Sammy Zane on the show. Mm. Evolve 49 and 50 this weekend, dgusa.tv, wwnlive.com. You guys are uh, running some shows. The WWN Live experience is coming to Dallas for WrestleMania 32. Um, aside from the dates, the dates you can all find at uh, wwnlive.com. Uh, any talents or anything that you can tell us about what's going to be uh, happening that weekend in WWN Live experience? Anything you can share with us? 
Yeah, it's going to be a loaded, uh, a loaded, show, a loaded weekend. Um, we're going to have Evolve shows on uh, Friday and Saturday. We're going to have a WWN Super Show on Saturday night, where Terry Funk is is going to be presented a Lifetime Achievement Award because we're in Texas and it's Terry Funk, and how can you not do that? Uh, um, we're going to have uh, the Viva La Lucha promotion there. We're going to have Shimmer there. We're going to have Kaiju Big Battle. Um, so we, we have a lot of stuff going on that weekend. And um, then we have the, uh, the Terry Funk uh, Texas Tailgate Barbecue happening on Sunday outside of WrestleMania. It's basically uh, going to be across the street from the Texas Stadium parking lot. So uh, Terry Funk's going to be there, and, and we're getting uh, first-class barbecue for that. Um, we're, not, we're not cutting any corners there. And um, it's, it's going to be a great time to come over there and catch some bar- eat some barbecue with Terry Funk before the uh, WrestleMania. So um, right now uh, we're, we're still working on things. We're going to have, of course, all our, our usual cast of characters there, and um, we're going to honor Terry Funk. And you can go to morethanmania.com. That's morethanmania.com for all the information on that. And I also do want to note that we do have shows coming up in Florida, November 6th, in Ybor City, November 7th in Orlando. And we'll have a lot more information about those shows next week after the events uh, coming up this weekend. But I I can say that we do have Drew Galloway returning to those shows in Florida. And I'm very excited to have Drew Galloway back. Um, uh, Actually, he's a main event talent to me, a WrestleMania main event talent. And um, I'm I'm thrilled to have him back and get him back in the fold and and start the next chapter with him after after that epic title reign he had with us. So, um, yeah, we got a lot going on, and, and you know, there's there's really no telling what's going to happen next with with any of the stuff that we discussed. So it'll, it'll, it's going to be a fun ride, and hopefully people will jump aboard. I'm on the ride too. I don't know what's coming next, and we'll just have to wait and see. And I can tell you one thing: is that it, it will be exciting. Is that the way you like it? Do you like just pure chaos? Yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, I mean, I like having a plan, but I like uh, I like going with the flow. I mean, if there's one thing I've learned over the years is that you have to go with the flow in this business and, and you have to be open to it. Um, and and when you do that, it creates a lot of spontaneous things, you know, um, and that's what happened with the CGW feud back in the day. 10 years ago or whatever it was. It's what happened with, um, it's what happened just, with Punk and Joe, the hour time limit, was it not? I mean, wasn't that uh, because Steve Carino couldn't show up to a, a match? Was he injured or something like that? So sometimes chaos yeah, causes. They, they, yeah, I mean, you have to be able to run with it and, and go with it. And now when you have kind of this controlled chaos, I want to say, because it, it's it, it does suck when it's something like, oh, the guy's flight was canceled or, or he's injured or, or something like an uncontrollable sure. circumstance like yeah. that. Where, where it throws everything upheaval. But when it's something like this where you're like, well, uh, what's the next email going to bring? You know, what's the next phone call going to bring? What's the next announcement we're going to be able to make? Um, the, that to me is very exciting. And, and that's where you really go with the flow and, and, and thrive in those kind of situations. And, and I love it. I think that's what makes the entire business exciting. Evolve 49 and 50 this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, WWNlive.com. Gabe, thank you so much for making some time for us today, and thanks for sharing uh, the news on Sami Zayn coming to Evolve. I appreciate it, Rob. Thank you. You guys do a great job with that side. I enjoy it a lot. I want to thank both Jeff Jarrett and Gabe Sapolsky for joining the show today. You can catch Jeff Jarrett at RealJeffJarrett on Twitter, GlobalForceWrestling.com. You can catch Gabe at BookItGabe on Twitter and DGUSA.TV. We'll be back next week with Shakedown Ropes for our Hell in a Cell preview, as well as match number 59 on our Top 100 Countdown. An important announcement regarding the show's RSS feed. We currently use Libsyn as our RSS feed. None of you really need to worry about this if you subscribe through iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or any automatic podcatcher. 
If you're on Downcast manually or subscribe to us in any manual fashion, you want to update the show's feed to the new one. The new one can be found at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. The feed is feeds.feedburner.com slash Shake Them Ropes. Again, you can hit us up on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes if you need that feed again or catch the show notes where we'll put the new feed in our notes. Thanks again for listening to Shake Them Ropes this week. We'll be back next time on Shake Them Ropes. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.